0: I'm going to just highlight a couple of the lines from Psalm 139, which we read together just a few moments ago, verses 13 and 14 of Psalm 139. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. May God continue to bless our understanding of this sacred text. And will you pray with me? O gracious and loving God of light, may all our meditations of our minds, our hearts and our souls be pleasing unto you this day and forevermore, amen. So I'm curious, what is the first thing you say to yourself or think about in the morning? Is it a quick review of your to-do list for the day? Or do you ponder what you might have for breakfast or what you'll wear? Well, I'm not a morning person, so often the first thing that comes to my mind is, hmm, what's on my schedule today and how many times can I hit the snooze? But perhaps you begin every day in prayer. I know some of you have shared that you start your morning reciting This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Well, once I do decide to get out of bed, I often begin the day by simply saying, Good morning, God. What do you have in store for me today? But reading Psalm 139 really got me wondering, What would my life be like if I began every morning by saying, I praise you, God, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, keep in mind, fearfully, when translated from the Hebrew, means great reverence, heartfelt interest, and with respect. How does that make you feel, to hear that God created you with great reverence, heartfelt interest, and respect? But there's more. Wonderfully, when translated from the Hebrew, means unique and set apart. For as St. Augustine once said, God loves each of us as if there were only one of us, which of course is true. There is only one of us. How would our self-image shift if we began every day by thanking God for creating us so fearfully and wonderfully, especially in a culture that is so quick to judge us based on first impressions? about our bodies, our skin color, our weight, our clothing, our ableness. Well, I was poignantly reminded of this while Dave and I were on Mexico during my sabbatical. The resort we stayed at was very conscientious about keeping everyone COVID safe. And so the dinner tables, excuse me, in the restaurants were spaced much further apart than usual. And rather than a paper menu, you had to look up the menu on a QR code that was at every table, so you could see the menu on your phone. Well, one evening, we happened to be seated much closer to the table next to us than had been the norm. There were two young couples seated at the table next to us, and as Dave and I were reviewing the menu on our phones, one of the gentlemen actually leaned over and said to us, Well, look! Even the old folks have to use their phones at dinner. The old folks. So I have to tell you, I'm not sure what was more stunning, that this guy had the nerve to actually say that to us, or that I had just been referred to as an old folk. Well, I am grateful for the reminder that no matter how young this whippersnapper sees me, God sees me as fearfully wonderfully made. But I have to imagine that many of us have at one time or another struggled with our body image or how other people might see us. Some of you may have read about the tragic death by suicide just a week or so ago of former Miss USA Chesley Christ. She wrote this essay last year ahead of her 30th birthday in which she discussed her struggle with time internet trolls. She wrote this, each time I say I'm turning 30 I cringe a little. Society has never been kind to those growing old, especially women. Turning 30 feels like a cold reminder that I'm running out of time to matter in society's eyes and it's infuriating. After a year like 2020, she wrote, you would think we had learned that growing old is a treasure and maturity is a gift that not everyone gets to enjoy. She went on, how do I shake society's unwavering norms when I'm facing the relentless tick of time? Well, I can't tell you how many times I have deleted comments on my social media pages that had vomit emojis and insults telling me I wasn't pretty enough to be Miss USA, or that my muscular build was actually a man body, she said. This, from a 29-year-old beauty queen. I fear for our children the most, who have always faced societal pressures to look a certain way. But it is so magnified now that social media seems to have given people permission to post such ugly and hateful comments about one another no wonder we are experiencing a mental health crisis so the power of this psalm is that it reminds us to listen first and foremost to how God sees us as more important than anything that society might say about us this psalm echoes the creation story you God who formed my inward parts You who knit me together in my mother's womb. God created us. God shaped us. God formed us and called us good. Very, very good. And God is not just concerned about our souls. God cares about our bodies. And the psalmist celebrates and is even awestruck that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, we too should be awestruck by our good, wonderful bodies no matter their shape or size or condition and might i add no matter our age we are each of us unique created with the capacity for wonder and love god loves us as precious treasured, valued worthy known listen closely and hear god whisper to you oh child you are my beloved and in you i take great delight So I wonder, do you trust that this is how God sees you? I read a really great definition of trust this week. Trust is a firm belief in the reliability, truthability, and strength of someone or something. Do you trust in the reliability of God's love for you? Do you trust that God created us and calls us very, very good? Do you believe firmly in God's strength and grace? Well, trust is a cornerstone of any relationship, isn't it? Including our relationship with God. Well, the author of this definition of trust went on to say that trust is also an act of community care. Ponder that for a moment. Trust is an act of community care. If we trust that we are each unique and unconditionally loved by God, Doesn't that heighten the possibility that we will then move about the world more capable of loving one another? Seeing not just ourselves in this light, but seeing each and every person fearfully and wonderfully made. If we embrace that we are all created in the image of God, it gives us the capacity to mirror the same loving kindness that is God's very essence. We human beings yearn to belong don't we to share our lives with others to love to be loved to feel valued these are needs secondary only to being fed sheltered and clothed this psalm displays a concentrated sense of belonging being searched and known by god every thought and action understood by the one who lays loving hands upon us and will never abandon us a God who wants us to love ourselves as much as God loves us. Perhaps that's why Jesus' greatest commandment reminds us that loving our neighbor is dependent on loving ourselves. We often skip that phrase when we remember that greatest commandment, but the commandment is to love our God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. So we might help, so what might help us trust? God more. Well, there's a great story about a priest in England who went to visit one of his parishioners, the mother of five young children. He shared this When I would visit this family, it was a maelstrom as they all came bounding up to the front door to greet me. So much energy, so much noise. I said to the mom, Gosh, how do you manage? How do you cope? And she said, well, let me show you. They went into the hall, and she opened a cupboard under the stairs where most people stored their vacuum cleaners. As the priest looked in, there was a cushion on the floor with a candle. The mom told him, every morning, I go in there for 20 minutes to spend time alone with God. The children all know that this is mom's special time. And that, she said, is what keeps me not just sane, but very, very happy. Well, maybe we all need to find a place to spend some alone time with God and remind ourselves every day that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Or maybe we just gaze in the mirror like Miss Hope did with the children and see ourselves as God sees us, precious, treasured, valued, worthy, loved, created in the image of God's very essence, Or maybe even before our feet hit the floor in the morning, we sing, I praise you, God, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and that means me. May it be so.